Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman along with Wendy Thomas. And on today's show, we're going to recap the one nothing last-second loss to Colorado. We'll talk about what went right in the Mile High City as well as what went very, very wrong. We'll also get to your preview of the first California Classico of the 2016 season as the LA Galaxy get ready to host the San Jose Earthquakes at Step Up Center on Saturday. Plus, in between, we're going to update you on all the LA Galaxy news and injuries so you can impress your friends at parties. That's right. We're about impressing people at parties. We got some great LA Galaxy talk on the way, so don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Wendy Thomas. Hello everybody and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Wendy Thomas with you. Glad to be back to you late recording on a Thursday night getting ready for this weekend's game with the San Jose Earthquakes. The first Cali Classico of 2016. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. We're going to get to your calls, talking about the recap of Colorado or anything else that you want to get to as well coming up. So we have that to look forward to as well. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody as well. Wendy, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Josh. I'm, I'm excited that we get to record, you know, semi-sober semi on, a, on a Thursday semi-sober. night. Semi-sober. Oh. I mean, you, that means that you're about three beers behind me. I was going to say, it's the green beer. <laughs> it's the green beer. It, it does it to you very much. But a happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. We are, uh, we're, we're getting ready for, uh, you know, a, a big game for the LA Galaxy, something that I think everybody sort of circles whenever you start the season is when are you, when are you going to play San Jose and what's going to happen with, uh, with that game. So Saturday is going to be a big game. But we also had a game where the LA Galaxy fell a little flat there, Wendy. We did. And... Uh... Mile High City, yeah, in, in uh, Colorado, we came up a little bit short. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was a game that uh, the LA Galaxy played a decent first half in. I'll say decent first half and a pretty poor second half. But if you look at the, the, the whole game, sort of wrap your hands around it, um, it was sort of a gutsy draw performance that you would have said, you know, if they would have got a point out of that, that probably was a pretty good result there, especially dealing with the altitude and still being pretty young in the season and, and, and some of the things that had to have happen with uh, Daniel Stairs playing again, starting in, uh, in central defense again. So there's a whole bunch of things that probably if you said, hey, we got a point out of that, that would have been OK, Wendy. But unfortunately for the L.A. Galaxy, there were, this game was 95 minutes long and not 94 minutes long because exactly. uh, the L.A. Galaxy just collapsed right there at the end. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Arena, who does not mince words, I think aptly put it, he said that was a crappy game, and in all fairness, 
uh, we would have walked away with one point. So I think that that pretty fairly describes that the conditions were not great. Um, I think that we were the defense was pretty was really solid for 94 minutes, grinding out a result. You know, Brian Rowe did play very well. At, you know, defensively we were really solid, and it was just you know win bad conditions and it you know the 95th minute you know Marco Papa and it just it all fell apart and. I'm sure the Colorado fans were really happy, but it was not a, that pretty a game. And, and in all fairness, we probably should have gotten a draw, but we right. didn't. Yeah, but you didn't. And, and that's bottom line with the LA Galaxy, who have struggled on the road to, uh, to it sort of become their MO over the yeah. last couple of seasons. And this is just something that if you're a Galaxy fan, that you tend to believe that the LA Galaxy have trouble on the road, which they certainly do, um, then you know this just sort of reinforces that a little bit in your mind. You, you see the LA Galaxy play again. Very good defensive game for the LA Galaxy. Across the board on defense, the Galaxy played very well. Uh, Yellow Van Dam, great, uh, great defense all night. Daniel Stairs, 94 minutes and 50 seconds of wonderful defense. One spinning ball that comes off the side of his head. And Marco Papa. Marco Papa, who, who loves to kill the Galaxy, by the way. Somebody suggested on Twitter, Wendy, that it, they said, uh, do you think the LA Galaxy have ever had talks about signing Marco Papa just that way he can't beat them in games? Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly does. And and in this case, I, I'd like to know, what do you think of the Galaxy's road performance here in Colorado versus some of the road performances we saw last year? Do you think that there was a difference um, vis-a-vis the defense? Or do you think that it was just a replication of the same pattern and that we haven't done anything to interrupt that pattern? No, I, I think you can take some positives from this if you're looking at that. I, I, like I said, I think the defense played very well. Robbie Rogers had himself a game. Um, Yellow Van Dam played well. Daniel Starez, AJ Delagarza, Brian Rowe. You look at those five players right there and you sit there and say, listen, the LA Galaxy defense was good enough to win this game, not just draw the game, but win the game. It's more on the offensive side. And if you even look at the... Look at how they played in the first half on the road. Uh, Robbie Keane uh, missed a wide-open header. Uh, Van Dam missed a wide-open header. I think Van Dam hit the post on one as well. Um, Steven Gerrard missed one from outside. I mean, the LA Galaxy end up with one shot on goal. So if you're looking at statistics and you look at that and you say, wow, they were really, really poor on the night and they only mustered one shot on goal. And I think that if you're looking at, you know, generally, Wendy, you have to say, okay, um, only one shot on goal is not good enough. But if you look at it in the context of the game, the LA Galaxy really pressed in that first half. It was just a matter of that second half where whether or not it's Bruce Bunker ball, and this takes me back to sort of to answer your question, to have the Galaxy progressed at all, um, that's a good question because, you know, in the second half, it was no offense and basically all defense. Uh, there was one break forward whenever uh, Emma Boateng came in to look for Steven Gerrard, but uh, other than that, there was, there was just not a lot created in that second half. So I think they've taken a step forward, um, but again, it's the thing that we've been talking about now four games in, two mm-hmm. CCL games, two MLS games, is where is the offense? And the offense yeah. right now, is, it's not there. Yeah, I wonder sometimes when we have these discussions whether we're seeing things through rose-tinted glasses because we're LA Galaxy fans, and so you look at a statistic... Um, apart from the context of the rest of the game and just say, well, one shot on goal, and yet we had a lot of opportunities that were this close to actually being converted into goals. But, you know, if we're going to be objective, um, then you would have to say, 
the Galaxy's offense has been so anemic for the past month that maybe that statistic, one shot on goal, is actually a reflection of where we are as a team offensively. And then the question becomes, you know, why is that happening? And we've talked about it a lot, but I think that we've this has been a pattern for long enough for us to say that this is not just uh, an errant um you know, outlier that it is in fact something that is part of the team dynamic now, which is that the offense is not working and we have to figure out, you know, what we're going to, what would you and I do about it? Right. And, you know, we have to tell Bruce and get him to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is the next step. Our powwow with Bruce. I'm sure that's coming up. I, I, I will when talk. When is Bruce going to let me into his office? I, I want to have a microphone in there whenever you go sit down in front of Bruce Arena and be like, listen, Bruce, we got some offensive yeah. things we want to talk to you about. Down and I got it all worked out. He just it. has to sit down with me. Right. Just bring, just bring, just bring other people in with you too. You can have charts and graphs and everything like. That. I mean, you know, you got to put up the whole PowerPoint presentation if you're going to sit in front of Bruce. But I mean, you know, ultimately, this is what people wanted. They wanted to see Mike McGee start a game, and with Giovanni dos Santos and his injury, um, you know, this gave everybody the perfect chance to see Mike McGee uh, in that starting role. So it was Mike McGee and Robbie Keane up top, uh, Jesse Zardes, uh, Nigel De Jong, Steven Gerrard, Sebastian Legette gets the start again. Um, Robbie Rogers, and then uh, Van Damme, Steres, De La Garza, and then Rowe back in goal. So there was your starting lineup. I mean, it was what people wanted to see Mike McGee. Now, unfortunately, the offense just didn't click at all. And, by the way, if we're talking about players who played very well on the night, somebody who has not played very well for the LA Galaxy since he came to the LA Galaxy had a very good night in Steven Gerrard. I thought Gerrard had one of his best games in an LA Galaxy uh, kit. Quite honestly, now it, it didn't come to anything, and it, you know there was there was nothing there. But he worked extremely hard on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was involved in the attack multiple times. You know, I just don't know how you get this offense clicking, and even with Steven Gerrard being quote unquote on top of his game in this particular um, match, I I still don't see it. I don't see well, the fl- and one thing that you could do because Zardis was once again played as a winger is you could flip Zardis and McGee play. McGee out wide and right. Zardis up top as a striker because until we get creativity in the midfield, I'm telling you, there's going to be a problem between the midfield connecting with the final third. And we, if we don't get it through, you know, De Jong and Jared, you have to get it on the wing. You have to get it through another midfield presence. You could do it through Villarreal. You could do it with Leggett and maybe Boateng on the other wing. Right. But... Uh, or you, if Giovanni Dos Santos comes back from injury, you could do it from him. But I, I think that as long as Zardes is played as a winger, this is going to be a continuing problem. No, you're absolutely right. It is the midfield. It's the creativity in the midfield. It's being able to find the forwards and the strikers in position. It's also the forwards, you know, I, I mentioned this in that the forwards are not linking the midfield yeah. to the defense. Yeah. And they're also not linking. And then the midfield isn't it's linking. Cool all the way to the strikers, right? So, like, you're getting just these three, and we had problems with this last year where, where, we, where we talked about the separate, um, like, separate zones. You have the defense, you have the midfield, and then you have the strikers, and they're all separate, and they're not playing together at all, and there's no overlapping runs, there's no linking together, there's no hold-up play, there's all that's That's what's going on right now. It's just, it's too choppy, and I think that they're going to figure it out. But I agree with you. You need something in the midfield. Now, Jose Villarreal, everybody keeps talking about him not being in the 18. 
Everybody keeps talking about him. Why isn't he starting, you know, in, in some of these midfield roles? And he has been injured. So, again, look at some of the injury reports. Look at some of the postgame notes that come out before you start telling me that, you know, Jose Villarreal, why isn't he starting? This is ridiculous. You I know, know Sean Stefan said that today. He said, I actually feel better knowing that he's injured because it makes it, it's an explanation for me, at least, to why I'm not seeing him around. But that's, I mean, that Giovanni Dos Santos is out too. That's a, two creative potential midfielders that are out. Um, so it doesn't make anything easier for us going into Saturday's game. No, it doesn't. And so I feel, I still feel pretty good about the defense. I still am with our guys on defense. I'm still enjoying Van Dam and enjoying uh, De Jong. I'm uh, liking the defense, right. feeling it. Um, and I, I just want to see some goals. I mean, it's it's disturbing for me to see Robbie Keane on a soccer pitch not scoring goals. It's honestly really unsettling. Well, I mean, one of these things is Robbie Keane's getting older, so that could be a factor as well. And plus, they're just not finding Robbie Keane in any dangerous situations whatsoever. So uh, Ashley Cole was the other injury in this particular game, which saw Daniel Starris come into the center back position. AJ Delagarza be pushed out to right back again. AJ can pretty much fit in any of those back spots. So just watch him rotate around. It looks like Ashley Cole could be okay for the San Jose game if they want to put him back into play. Um, quite honestly, the LA Galaxy have looked best whenever Ashley Cole is on the field. Um, so I would like to see him back as soon as possible. And I love Daniel Starez, but it's time probably for him to go back to the bench. But um, all things that sort of played out in this game and how it goes. We want to take your calls. So if you have any calls about the Colorado game, if you have some solutions, if you think that Giovanni Dos Santos needs to play, you know, in the midfield, in the center, then you need to go ahead and call us at 949-734-4217, 949-734-4217. We'd love to get your take on all of the happenings with the LA Galaxy in Colorado, or if you're even looking forward to San Jose, we'll take those calls as well. We did get some calls on the COG hotline number. This is our voicemail number. If you ever want to put this in your phone, it's 949-385-2641, 949-385-2641. Um, so we got some of these calls, and so I'm going to play them. I'm not going to say that you know people were in the right mind whenever they called after the game. <laughs> people are always so livid when they call in. I will say that call the etiquette, leaving a message etiquette 101 says... That you should say your name and where you're calling from, um, and then that will help us out. So the first person didn't say their name or where they're calling from, but we'll go ahead and play it anyway. So here it is. Damn, Ellie Galaxy. Back at it again, ruining the games in the last five minutes. Come on, dog. That, that's going to forever be known as the come on, dog call. Well, okay, but he makes a valid point, which is that the Galaxy have, you know, last season we had problems closing out games, and this was another instance of giving up a late goal. Closing out games is really important. You have to play the entire, you have to close it out. You got to play the entire 90 minutes, 92 minutes, 95 minutes, whatever it is. No, it is. It is, absolutely. So you have to play the whole game. I, I there's The complaint is valid. I just, I, like, come on, hey, dog. Come on, dog. He was come trying on, to dog. convey it through, you know, more colorful language. He was saying, come on, dog. All right. So, yeah. so, so there we go. So that was our first call. It was our come on, dog call. And, no. then, and then we have that. I'm going to make that a boy, <laughs> uh, drop from now on. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. All right. And then we have Aaron. Aaron called in. Hey, this is Aaron from Riverside. I just wanted to say that I've never liked Gerard ever since they announced they were going to get him. Uh, yeah, and where's Zardes? See ya. There you go. See, like I said, we had some great calls. I mean, this was this is solid stuff. So he doesn't like Steven Gerrard, even whenever they got him. 
I mean, even whenever the LA Galaxy announced they got him, he already hated Steven Gerrard. Uh-huh. All right. And then he wants to know where Zardis was. Where well, is Zardis? Well, Zardis is on the field. I don't, know, I don't know where he is, like, mentally or where he is on the score sheet or any of those other things. Um, you know, so, again, a valid point. I mean, if we're talking about valid points, he hates Steven Gerrard, which I can't argue with. I mean, that's his hate, not mine, right? And, and he wants to know where Zardis is. I mean, we're... Well, okay, but if I could extrapolate on the caller. See, once again, I don't think you're fully reading into this call. Okay. There's, um, there's much more content here than you're really uh, I'm sk- allowing for. I'm skimming that- the surface. Because what he is saying is that where is Zardes? Meaning in the front office's mind and in Bruce Arena's mind, where does he see Zardes as a player? How versatile is Zardes? And can he successfully become a winger? Or is he always destined to be a striker, which for me would be fine. Right. But, you know, for other people, maybe Jurgen, maybe Bruce, they, they want to see some versatility in his play. They want to see him develop judgment, finishing skills, all these things. And that's what I think that's what the caller was really getting at. That's what Aaron was trying to get. Aaron from Riverside was trying to just be in, into that nuance about who Giassi Zardis is, is as a person. I understand. Yeah, you have to get below that surface level. You're just not looking deep enough. Scrape it away. Well, I, in my mind, Giassi Zardis is... Uh, quite honestly, not a creative player. And the fact that they keep trying to put him in a creative position uh, keeps showing why the LA Galaxy have been lacking, quote-unquote, creativity. So, um, you know, for me, it's... And you said it already, uh, Wendy. We want... You want Zardis up top. I, I think Zardis could be a great finisher, and he proved that he can be a great finisher. But don't make him create... Don't make him, you know, have to create space for himself. He can't create his own shot. The only plus is that Zardis can work so much harder than anybody else they probably put in that position there that you get the up and back. You get the box-to-box with him, but unfortunately, you get just the box-to-box. I don't feel like there's any finishing um, on the offensive side of that box. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. All right, cool. Well, we also got another call today that came in, and it's from Brian in Hawaii, and Brian said that he wasn't going to be able to listen to the uh, live show, so he wanted to call in and get this question in, so I will go ahead and play it from Brian in Hawaii. Hey, Josh. This is Brian over in Hawaii. I'm not going to be able to make the live recording tonight. Um, Scott's practice today, but I just wanted to call and uh, leave a comment. So I didn't, I, I watched the recording of the game. I didn't watch it live or anything like that. It, the result was a disappointment, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to talk about the uniforms. I, I, I want the LA Galaxy to go to blue shorts and a white top. I, I think that look was sharp. It was just an amazing look for the LA Galaxy. And, I hope somewhere down the line they ultimately end up making that their home kit. Blue shorts, white top. Yeah, it was great. Going, Brian's going for the sexy kit take. I actually dis- I'm going to have to disagree with Brian. Oh, wow. Snap, Brian. I, first of all, I like that our, our home kit is white. I think that's it. I think it's singular. And I also think that to me, it makes us feel like we're, we're like the Real Madrid of uh-huh. MLS, you know, nice. with mm-hmm. the, nice or stylish clean white uniforms that being said i've already decided this season i'm gonna get myself the legit shirt i'm gonna go get myself a and i'm gonna get the blue because i look really good in blue i'm going blue legit kit i think that's gonna be tight well yeah except that you forgot the most important part about the blue kits is that they are ultimately and forever cursed so, I mean, if you want to buy a cursed kit, that's fine with me. I mean, it's it's well known. As somebody, why said, is it cursed? The blue blue on blue has always been cursed. I mean, that one the LA Galaxy don't wear it very often. When they do, they lose. It's just straight up. That's how it goes. Blue on blue. The first time they wore it, pretty sure they lost. 
almost almost like ninety to hundred percent sure, like in the fifty percent zone that they lost. This lost. is sounds like reading tea leaves. I don't think that. Oh, I, first of all. I like the blue kit. I think it's the, one of the cutest kits that we've made. Is that is that I love the blue kit from last right. season. Bradford Jameson scored his first goal in that kit. I mean, that's that's not an unlucky kit. That's a not, lucky kit. Maybe not for Bradford Jameson the fourth, but for the LA Galaxy, <laughs> the blue on blue have been very, very unlucky. And if you're talking about, I mean, you know, you can have the, the prettiest painting in the world and it could be worth 70, 80 million dollars, whatever you want. But if it's cursed, it's cursed. There's nothing you could do about it, Wendy. So... <laughs> I mean, blue on blue, it sounds great. It's wonderful. Quite honestly, if the LA Galaxy had a bonfire and tossed all their blue on blue kits in it, that would probably be an advantage over anything else that they could do right now. So I don't let that's why, Brian, I disagree with the blue shorts is because you're adding the cursed blue shorts to an uncursed white kit. All right. I would not mind a entirely blue kit, by the way. I like the white, but if the Galaxy wanted to do a blue kit one year, not regularly. I wouldn't be down for that. I'd like to see what that looks like. What do you think of uh, Daniel Stairs and his play in this defense all the way up until 94 minutes and 50 seconds? Until 94 minutes? Yes. Until 94 minutes, I was fine with him. Um, ultimately, you know, my favorite back four is going to be, um, I think this season it's going to be Cole Van Dam, AJ, and um, then Rodgers. Yes. That would be my, my favorite. But obviously when you have injuries, when you have people dropping in and out, <clears throat> then... You know, you go to backups, and in the first game that Stairs played, I thought he was fine. And in this game, I thought he was fine until he made that really bad mistake. And so, you know, I think this has been, I mean, he was playing in Los Dos last year. So this has been a huge transition up for him. It's a huge step forward. But ultimately, you know, we should also give him some time to get used to it because this is a very different level than Los Dos. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I think he's done well. I think he adjusted well. Listen, I, you know, despite the fact that he headed that ball, if Robbie Rogers follows Marco Papa all the way to the ball, that Marco Papa doesn't score either. So as much as you want to blame Starez, uh the Galaxy fell asleep a little bit on defense their last 10 seconds and, and it cost him. So that is what it is. I, also, I, I want to bring up this point that Bruce Arena so eloquently put. He said, um, and I quote, he said, yeah, a point in the road is always nice. Our guys deserve better. Remarkable that five minutes of extra time was added. Remarkable. That's Bruce. Robbie Serena. said the same thing. He was mad. Well, when where, Robbie Keane gets mad, that's it's it's bad news because they both were livid that there was five minutes added. It's not like anybody laid on the ground in the second half here. You're talking about a fairly stoppage free Second half, they ended up having five minutes of stoppage time. Granted, all the substitutions came basically in in the second half, but there were only two for each team, so that's only four, right? There were um, seven yellow cards handed out in the second half again, right? So all those yellow cards as well. But even if you add all that stuff up and you start to look at it, there's no way that that comes to five minutes. Did you think five minutes was a lot? I did think it was a lot, but I I mean, ultimately we're going to say... They were great for 94 minutes, and they made a mistake in the 95th minute. They never should have added five minutes of stoppage time. We had so many chances that we just couldn't convert on, and ultimately, we lost. We lost. So, you know, I think that you should acknowledge there are reasons that we did lose and that, um, you know, look for ways to improve upon those. Right. But And yes, it was unfair that five minutes were added. But in MLS, okay, the refereeing is not great. Decisions, Bad decisions are made all the time. And most teams both benefit and suffer at the hands of the referees, depending on various games. And so I'm always hesitant to blame referees because I feel like you most teams get a fair amount of both calls 
that shouldn't be called against them and calls called in their favor that they should never should have received. So it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint a referee decision in any one game. Although in CONCACAF, by the way, I do it all the time. Yeah, I was going to say CONCACAF is a... Is CONCACAF completely... does not apply at all. No, a completely but... different animal. But even in, <laughs> even in this particular game, this referee was particularly poor. And I'm going to say that from both sides of the ball. I mean, he called stuff against Colorado where I was sitting there going... That's not a foul. I, I I feel bad for you because that's not a foul. And then he would go and call something equally as frustrating the other way. And it wasn't consistent, so you didn't know what to expect or know what to call. And it just, it seemed like he was still in preseason, quite honestly. Yeah, the refereeing in MLS is substandard. It's pretty poor. It is. It is. It, it is substandard and, and poor and um, infuriating. And if you have stuff in your hand oh. while you're watching the game, I suggest not throwing it at your television. That's I do not throw anything when I'm at the games that I, but I can't help sometimes from yelling. I, sometimes I just lose it and just start to yell. And I know that I shouldn't cause I know it's really, um, sportsmanlike and stuff like that. I never yell at players. I would never yell at a player, but when a referee makes a decision and it's so clearly wrong, mm. I just feel the need to yell. When you and I are kindred spirits, I can tell all <laughs> I can tell already, so absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, this is what it comes down to, is this game was frustrating. If you're an LA Galaxy fan, you should be frustrated by the second half. You should be encouraged by the first half and what the offense was able to do, because if we're arguing about creating chances, they created chances in the first half, okay? So I'm, I guess, in a way, I'm almost okay with that, because you saw that they were trying to create chances, and, and Yellow Van Dam, if he can't, he's gotten screwed now twice, in, once in the CCL and once in his MLS debut on goals that, like, how did they not go in? Hitting the underside of the bar and the ball still comes out is one of those, like, head scratchers for him. Um, you know, his wide-open header that he had as well. Also another thing that, you know, could have gone his way. So, I mean, you have to be really encouraged with how Van Dam has been playing. The chances that he's been able to create on offense in those set piece, uh, you know, set pieces. So let's keep an eye on him uh, in the San Jose game because I think that he could be a huge deal this year for the LA Galaxy if they can start finding him on set pieces and he can start burying some of these. So uh, that may be some help to the to the creativity issue the LA Galaxy have where they were able to capitalize on set pieces and not necessarily from the run of play. But seriously, the run of play still has me worried right now. And I guess if if you're looking at that from the Colorado game, Wendy, like you said, one shot on goal probably not an outlier that there was only one shot on goal it's probably the fact that the that the LA Galaxy offense still isn't clicking yeah i think that's what we are concluding right now although i'm i'm perfectly willing to be bowled over on saturday night by the LA Galaxy scoring five goals hey yeah i like that let's let's go ahead and uh, and score five goals that sounds good so uh what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and, and take a break um, whenever we get back, we still have some LA Galaxy team news to talk about, so we're going to get over that. Um, also looking at that San Jose game coming up on Saturday, so still a bunch to get to. Don't forget to head on over to the Corner of the Galaxy shop where we have stickers in stock right now, so please head on over there. You get one sticker for $3, or you can buy three stickers for $8. I'll go ahead and ship those out to you as soon as you make that purchase. Everything's through PayPal on there, so uh, please go check that out. Order some stickers, support the show, we'd really appreciate it. Alright, don't go anywhere, you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman, Wendy Thomas with you once again. Very excited. You're listening to uh, Back Pocket Memory. Please go to iTunes, download their latest album, Victory and Empire. Support the band that's helping support this podcast. Please do that. Please also go to our uh, website, cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can download all the podcasts where I talk to LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano and LAGalaxy.com's Larry Morgan talking about the LA Galaxy and winning on the road. So please check those out whenever you get a chance. Some great information there. We're trying to do a whole bunch with the podcast, so by you listening to that podcast, you'll really help us out. So, Wendy... Again, we were taught when he was doing her Irish accent in the break. Which well, I was asking Josh kind of because because it's St. Patrick's Day, yes. And so I was asking him if he could give me his best Irish accent and Scottish accent. And Josh said he can't distinguish between an Irish and Scottish accent. That, that's, and I said that's ridiculous. N- that's not the Scottish. The Scottish accent's got this guttural blog. Yes, you've got to go deep into Highlands. Yes, yes. Scottish. If it's a Scottish accent, it sounds like this. See, yes. But and if it's an Irish accent, you're from Dublin. Then you speak with an Irish accent. See, those are both really good. My problem is, if I start in one, I will end up in Scottish. Actually, it doesn't matter which accent I start in; I end up Scottish. So I could be. So you're just gonna go Scottish no matter what. But it always works its way back to that. All right, okay. it always works its way back to that. So that's that's. Maybe you have some Scottish ancestry. You don't know. I it very well could. I think I'm German <laughs> and Italian though, so I okay. think that that's probably where that's going to end up in the whole uh, big scheme of things. All right, again, the phone liners are open nine four nine seven three four four two one seven. If you want to give us your best uh, Irish accent on St. Patrick's Day, or if you want to actually <laughs> talk some LA Galaxy, we can do that as well. Uh, the LA Galaxy getting ready to face off against the San Jose Earthquakes on Saturday at seven thirty p.m. Should be a great game, and a Cali Classico, so always something to look forward to. Uh, hated San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, you know, there's always a possibility that, uh, you know, their bus get a flat tire and they never even show up for the game. Wouldn't that be horrible? Not likely. I'm not, say not uh, likely. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just spitballing here, just throwing stuff out. Um, Angel City Brigade wanted me to make this special announcement to you being worth thinking about the San Jose Earthquakes game that is coming up on Saturday. When they wanted to tell you, or they wanted me to tell you that they are already planning their San Jose away trip, the details for the game in late June. Uh, they, he, uh, they said that they want to invite all the supporters groups, all LA Galaxy fans, to join Angel City Brigade in their trip up to Stanford Stadium. This is the Saturday, June 25th game at Stanford Stadium because remember um, that San Jose built a Cracker Jack little tiny park, which is really nice, but only holds about seven people. So Mm -hmm. for actual games, they go and play at Stanford Stadium where they can get, you know, 50 or 60,000 people for an LA Galaxy game. You're welcome, San Jose, for us selling out your stadium. Um, So start saving up for that trip, and you can follow us here at Corner of the Galaxy. We will relay details of this from Angel City Brigade as they're planning this San Jose away trip. So please, uh, you know, start saving in the the tip jar and get ready, because that is one of the trips that, if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you should make. Yeah, that's one that's definitely worth making. Um, The Stanford Stadium is beautiful. It's in a great sort of part of the state. The weather is probably going to be fantastic. If you're going to an away game this season, that would be a good one to go to. Yeah, Stanford Stadium. The campus on Stanford is gorgeous. Quite honestly, I'd be a little upset because the the stadium at uh, that San Jose plays in at Avaya Avaya Stadium is Mm -hmm. is really nice. 
yeah, it's really really nice. So it's just, it's just a little bit small, but I mean, it's a really pretty stadium. Yeah, they're having the they all- built it in an economic fashion. They didn't use public funds. They used, it was funded entirely privately, and it was for a really good price. And you know, so relative to a lot of stadium deals, it was a good one. Yeah, and also you get to watch airplanes land. while you're in the stadium. So if you're an airplane guy like I am, I almost thought I'd never leave there for a little bit. I could watch soccer and have airplanes, but then I realized that was in San Jose, and I felt dirty, and I came home. So that's how it works, all right? So the LA Galaxy um, or Angel City Brigade wants you to to start planning for that trip in your mind already, and then we'll have more details as that comes up. So that is the June 25th San Jose um, game that the LA Galaxy will travel up to Stanford Stadium, and it'll be in... Uh, broadcast on uh, Univision and Unamas, so if you can't handle the SAP, maybe you should just go up and see the game in person, quite honestly. That's that's what I think. All right, we get to the LA Galaxy Team News Parking. Aha! We know who to thank for this one, right, Josh? Yes, Chris Klein. He's been working on it for a while. Oh, you say that, but no, no, no. (laughs) If you will recall two weeks ago when I was on this podcast, I was heralding the cause of those of us who have to park in StubHub Center and how we suffer. And what did the LA Galaxy do in response? Clearly, clearly your voice has once again reached <laughs> the front office. I mean, if you I champion this cause and the LA Galaxy have taken it up. It is it is absolutely true. So for the LA Galaxy matches, um, for each LA Galaxy match this season, StubHub Center is now going to be offering $5 parking through gates G or H. OK, this is sort of on the far uh, eastern side of the Cal State Dominguez campus. Um, $5. Great deal if you have. Uh, complained about the parking prices in the past at $15, um, then $5 is a great deal. You're going to have to walk a little bit, but not too bad. Those gates, G and H, will open three hours prior to kickoff and remain open throughout the match. Fans entering gates G and H are encouraged to exit uh, the 91 freeway at South Central Avenue and drive south towards StubHub Center, avoiding Avalon Boulevard and Victoria Street. Um, they said that from Interstate 405, uh, fans can exit Avalon and head north towards StubHub Center. Fans should make a right at University Drive and a left at Central to enter the stadium through Gates G or H. Again, G or H, $5 parking. That is a plus. Hopefully, it's going to route some of the people who normally go into the main gates and those main stadiums away to G and H and pull some of that traffic. I think this is the idea behind it. All right. Yeah, of course, for those of us, because, okay, this is what happens to me at least half of the Galaxy games. I have a parking pass because I'm a season ticket holder. So I go to the gate that they have told me to go to to enter, and it's blocked off. And then I go to the next gate, and that gate's blocked off. And then I go to the next gate, and that gate's blocked off. So I hope that when I go on Saturday, the gate that I'm supposed to enter in through is actually going to be open. Additionally, gates A, B, C, and D at StubHub Center will have dedicated lanes for fans holding parking passes. The dedicated pass lanes at StubHub Center will be identified by large-scale static signage and will expedite entry into the stadium. So, Wendy, I think that's where they're trying to take your concern into there is that they're now going to have a special lane that won't get shut off because there won't be everybody trying to go in one gate, and that's then it backs up onto the street, and then they have to, like, close the gates. So that way they can keep traffic moving and all this other stuff, right? That's why those that stuff uh, ends up happening. So, hopefully... Hopefully this will be the solution for that. Um, you know. reason, do you know how this this is the team of L.A.? Because of this. This this is L.A. Hashtag this is L.A. This is L.A. This is parking. This, this, this is parking 
this is LA. This is LA's team. Don't tell me that Carson is in LA because this is LA's team with the parking disasters we have to deal with. Traffic, parking, um, being an LA Galaxy fan is never easy, folks. All right. Uh, but like I always Except say. Except when we win the MLS Cup, then it's really, really easy. Then it's so much fun and, and everything's worth it. It's all the heartache you go through as a fan. Uh, quite honestly, I just show up like two and a half hours early to every game and never really have a problem. And then I leave about three, three and a half hours, four hours sometimes after the game is over. Um, and again, no problems. There's never anybody there. So if you want to do that, that's a great idea. Of course, they're going to kick you out of the stadium eventually. But uh, I'll, it certainly saves on uh, on parking and any of that stuff. So there's your new parking information for the LA Galaxy. Um, do you I, have your own parking space yet? Do, do you I, have like a special Josh parking space at the StubHub Center? I, I do not. I get, oh, to, okay. I get to park in lot 12. Okay. So that's that's it. I mean, there's nothing super special about that. My season tickets actually get me into gate 12 or into lot 12. Um, and then my uh, my press pass parking is usually in lot 12 as well. So I get to uh, get to that's enter not that the, special. I'm in lot 12. Yeah, so. I know. It's not again. It's it's nothing super special. I do park towards the front. If you've ever seen the my my white explorer that says corner of the galaxy, <laughs> oh, the so. white explorer. Oh, oh that no, I one. Totally have seen it. It has okay. a cool license plate, okay. ta- you know. Right. So that's no, how it is. All right. Uh, other news for the LA Galaxy in a pretty newsless week. Uh, actually, a pretty quiet week for the LA Galaxy, which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. Um, Isaac Torres, you're going to want to pay attention to this name because uh, he's going to be honored before the game. Isaac Torres is a 13-year-old who suffered from a kidney disease before receiving a kidney transplant last year. He was selected as, a, as an all-star in his soccer league this season. He's from Costa Mesa. Shout out Costa Mesa. That's where I live as well. Uh, he's going to be taking a limo to training on Friday, and he's going to be attending the match on Saturday and will walk out with Robbie Keane. This is all part of a Make-A-Wish Foundation um, and making 13-year-old Isaac's wish come true. It sounds like he's doing a lot better. Uh, So, Isaac, we wish you all the best. Congratulations on becoming an all-star this year with your soccer league, and I'm sure the LA Galaxy are looking forward to to signing him in the near future, especially we need some more Costa Mesa kids out there down from the Orange County uh, to make it onto the field. So this is good. I mean, you know, once or twice a year, the LA Galaxy are able to put together um, you know, these make-a-wish packages for some kids who, who clearly need it. Um, so, Isaac, uh, welcome to the team. Uh, we hope you enjoy your, your stay here. I know the fans will be more than uh, receiving uh, or more than nice as they uh, receive you into the LA Galaxy family. Um, so p- take a look for that. Robbie Keane will be walking out with Isaac on uh, Saturday as they come out of the tunnel. So just sort of uh, something to, to keep your eye on, right? I mean, that way everybody knows what's going on. Congratulations, Isaac. There we go. So that's good news. Um, let's see. What do we have to do? Basically, we're just about ready to get into the San Jose game. Before we did that, I wanted to go over the injuries, all the injuries that we know of right now. Giovanni Dos Santos probably still going to be out with a muscle strain. Uh, probably not going to play in this game against San Jose, so you might as well look for a, possibly another Mike McGee start here, um, which is a little surprising, quite honestly. I didn't think he would miss. Well, yeah, what is going on? What What is going on? Why is Giovanni Dos Santos injured? It's, it's a muscle strain. Um, that's all we really know. I think it was a left leg at one point i believe that's what it still is um they could be being very careful with this wendy just that way they they're trying to get him as healthy as possible before he comes back because it is the beginning of the season it's game three or something else is going on and we're just not being told about it it seems really strange that someone is injured when they're 
I mean, it's I don't I don't he he hasn't even he played one half of one game. Yell Yell Van Dam got injured as well. Remember yeah. and missed. All I mean, right. all right, it all happens. Right. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Then I'm a conspiracy. Yes, that's theorist. fine. Yeah. I understand. Um, there was a second gunman on the grassy knoll. It makes some sense. Um, Sec- Alan, exactly. there's that's that's there's th- three gunmen in the grassy knoll. Exactly. Of course yeah. there was. Alan Gordon looks like he will be available for this upcoming game. Uh, Tukni was reporting. LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano was reporting that there is a bulging disc in his neck. However, it looks like the inflammation is down and that Alan Gordon will be available. I'm telling you right now, if there is a bulging disc and he has neck issues, this is going to be something that's going to be on again, off again for the entire season for Alan Gordon. And it's, Oh, disc issues are bad. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do, especially not right now. Um, you could go in and have surgery, but you know that would be basically, I think, season over for Alan Gordon there for a while. And he's 35. And he's 35, so, so it could be career over. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's not good, um, but you know, it looks like he'll be available, so, so keep an eye on that, which would be good. I think Alan Gordon playing in this game could be very beneficial. I'm looking for some hold-up play from the forwards. Uh, I, I've been advocating Jack McBean, if you have been watching, to get Jack McBean up from LA Galaxy 2 and onto the senior team because he has been doing this hold-up play, non-stop work rate stuff down at uh, Los Dos now all preseason and then also uh, most of last year. So... You know, Alan Gordon clearly can play this hold-up play, uh, a high work rate. So look for Alan Gordon to come into the game late in the game uh, this on Saturday. And then Ashley Cole looks like he's probably going to be available. Don't know if they're going to hold him back or not. He has some muscle tightness in his back. This is why he missed the last game. Ashley Cole, sort of a game day decision. So keep your eye on that for the lineups that come out. Jose Villarreal, like I said, missed last game with an injury. His status sort of unknown heading forward um, into this game as well. So those are those are sort of your injuries. My one wish for LA Galaxy season was for Jose Villarreal to have one healthy season and my wish has already it's now impossible to be fulfilled it's it's one of the things that is the big downside to Jose Villarreal it's why he hasn't received as much you know uh, playing time as he should have because quite honestly he should be playing more but he's injured all the time yeah it's just so yeah you're right you're right yeah I know it's one of those things just gotta watch it all right we're going to move on now to preview the LA Galaxy versus San Jose game at LA Galaxy versus San Jose, Saturday, March 19th, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. This game is going to be broadcast on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes. So in English and Espanol for you, of course, if you are in the LA area, you need to be at this game. Tickets available at LAGalaxy.com forward slash tickets. Definitely want to watch this. The San Jose Earthquakes are 2-0, and coming off of a 2-1 victory over the defending champ, Portland Timbers. Um... This was a game that saw Quincy Ameriqua uh, score what could possibly be the goal of the year in the second week of the uh, of the season. Um, yeah, he's with, starting the season really well. He is. So is Wanolowski. Wanolowski has two goals in two games as well. Now, the the one sort of you know offset to this is that San Jose has played two home games and they've won them both, so that's why they're two and zero. They have not played on the road yet. The LA Galaxy have, which is why they have lost one and won one. So um, you know, some, yeah. something to keep an eye on here. But what did you see from San Jose? Um, Wendy, what do you, what are you nervous about for this LA Galaxy game? Um, I'm nervous about their forwards. I think Wando will Wando. And I think that Ameriqua last uh, week and the week before he was really good in both games. So if they have two strong forwards, then they're going to be a goal threat. Fortunately, our defense is tighter than it was last year, but, um, and, uh, Bingham's been playing really well too. So, you know, I mean, they, 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 do, they do have some good players, but I would be concerned about, um, you know, Wando wandoing right in the in the positive sense. And I was going to say in the negative not, sense, that means he's just going to miss. There's two from... connotations when you say Wando's going to Wando. Yeah. There's a positive yeah. connotation, and there's the negative. 
Belgium connotation. I was going to say, I was I'm just, saying, I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just watching some, uh, some, uh, California classical highlights where they showed oh, Wondolowski missing, good, missing from good. like, you know, six yard box and like clearing the, clearing the, uh, the, the goal from six yards away. And I'm like, wow, it's Belgium all over again. So, well, people, um, you know, okay. People say he only closes from inside the box, but okay. It doesn't matter. The statistics, they don't care. The record holders will reflect that Wando is one of the most prolific goal scorers, goal scorers in MLS. And they're not going to care that, like, you know, most of those goals came within two yards of the box. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. He scores a lot of goals. What are you going to do? Yeah. And Landon Donovan scored a lot of goals off of penalty kicks. I mean, if you want to, yeah. if you, yeah. if you want to look at how it all breaks down, listen, Wondolowski is climbing that chart coming after Landon Donovan's goal record. Okay. So oh, that'll never happen. Oh, you say that. To you, from, from your mouth <laughs> to God's that. ears. Oh, my God. I it do would, say that. 157? Isn't that what Landon has? Yeah, I, th- I think that's... <laughs> that's a lot. That's it, a lot. It is. It is a lot of goals, so it's something to take a look at. Um, you know, like we said, Ameriqua, um caused a lot of problems for Portland. Wondolowski uh, did uh, did well against Portland. Uh, Portland came out a little flat in this game. I am not a huge believer in the 2-0 uh, San Jose Earthquakes. I believe they're 2-0 for the first time since 1996. Um, so, you know, basically since the creation of the league, uh, San Jose is two and two and zero um, to start the season. Uh, but if you look at the last, you know, six games and how it all comes down in the current form and how everything's going, the LA Galaxy have lost uh, a whole bunch of games. Whenever you look at it, all right, hey, you know what? We actually have a call. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. All right, eight one eight. Who's this? Uh, this is Ronald hey. from North Hollywood. Ronald, thanks for calling in, man. How's it going? Pretty good. I've been actually uh, chatting with you back and forth on Twitter. Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad that you decided to call in. What did you want to talk about? Well, I just wanted to bring up how, I don't know, after that last game, which ironically, I'm in Denver right now for work, so it, it, I almost made it to the game, but unfortunately I couldn't, and I'm almost glad I did because of that, <laughs> that yep. last goal. But yep. that defense, you know, it just seems like they drop off towards the end. I don't know how, how um, it's just reminiscent of, previous years that they, they, they seem to just kind of break down towards the end. I don't know. What do you guys think is is that they should do to, to fix that or maybe improve on that? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Wendy, what, what would you say? You think it's the defense dropping off? Um, is this a defensive issue or is this like as we keep inverting the answer, Wendy, is it, a, is it an offensive issue that they're not relieving any pressure on the defense? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point, which is that, say, um, you know, if you have a team and they defend rigorously for over 90 minutes because the the possession is ceded to the other team, which it seems like it was somewhat, they had, Colorado had more possession, it seemed perhaps we were sitting back a little hoping for a counterattack. If you force your team to defend for most of it, then are do you are you risking unduly, um, you know, you're assuming a risk um, of, uh, tiring your defensive line such that, you know, in the 95th minute, we're going to give up a late goal for a stupid mistake. Um, and, it, you know, one way to alleviate that would be to put more offensive pressure, you know, get possession, start a passing game, you know, you, you start making short passes, you control the ball, you possess the ball, that, you know, that get also, you know, releases some of the pressure off your back line. So that's one thing that I think that we could do if we could return more to the 2014 iteration of the LA Galaxy, uh, where we had, we were controlling possession, we did not let the other team get the ball, you know, we, you know, we kept it to ourselves with those short, tight passing sequences, then maybe that's some way that we could allow, take some pressure off the defense and allow them to, you know, take, you know, relax a little bit 
not be the constant focus of where the um, effort is on the on the field. Yeah, Ronald, who did you think had? Did you did you think that the defense that everybody on the defense played pretty well? I mean, you look at the one goal at the end, but you know, if you look at that whole game, did you did you see the defense playing well, or did you feel like the defense didn't play as well as you would have liked them to? Well, I think they played pretty well for the most part. I know that was you know uh, one mistake that happened towards the end, but you know, of course, it's the one that cost us. I know Robbie Rogers is adjusting to playing as right back. I know Ashley Cole kind of took the left back position. So it, it is still adjusting, but I just feel like, you know, it, it almost gave me a flashback. And that's why I just thought like, no, this is not what I want. But, you know, like you guys are saying, the full, the, the, the attacking uh, it needs to get a lot better. You know, Zardes being a winger, I just, I don't see it working. And I don't know why we keep putting him there and then, you know, also giving him more money when he doesn't seem to be, you know, improving in that position. So, you know, it, it is a combination of things like you guys are saying. So I'll, I'm not 100% sure, though. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how this team progresses. Are you going to the game on Saturday? I am flying in tomorrow. Hopefully, I don't know. I might get, you know, there's a storm going on here in Denver right now. So I hopefully I can make it back. If I can, then I will. If not, then you know, I'm going to have to watch it at the airport or something. All right, no problem. Well, well safe travels back from Denver. I make that flight all the time. So uh, enjoy your two-hour and ten-minute flight back home, hopefully. Um, <laughs> everything goes well, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out of the game. Thanks for calling, man. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. All right, Bye. you too. All right, so there's uh, Ronald calling in. If anybody else wants to call in, 949-734-4217. Have about 10 minutes left here before we'll get on out of here. Or if you guys don't want to talk to us, then we'll just end the show early. I have no problems with that. But uh, going back to the current form of the LA Galaxy, listen, they have lost in their last six games, Wendy. They have one win, four losses, and one draw for the LA Galaxy in the last six games. That is not very LA Galaxy-like. Not very LA Galaxy like that is brutal. No, it well, is. Well, are you including, but you're including the end of the 2015 yes, season? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, last six we were games. kind of hot garbage at the end of the 2015 season. That is, that is the perfect way to describe the <laughs> LA Galaxy is hot garbage towards the end of 2015. Uh, the San Jose Earthquakes, on the other hand, have four wins, one loss, and one draw in their last six, uh, including two wins in a row, like I said, to start this uh, 2016 season, so you have that. I, I thought it would be fun also to look at who the all-time goal scorers in the Cali Classico are for the LA Galaxy and for the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, I'm sure it should come as no surprise that Landon Donovan is the number one goal scorer for the LA Galaxy against, of the, course. against the San Jose. It makes sense, right? Eight, eight goals he scored in the Cali Classicos. Okay, Robbie Keane just behind with seven. All right, then you have the fish, Carlos Ruiz. At number at, at scoring six goals and then Edson Buttle at six goals as well. So those are sort of your LA Galaxy ones. Here, here's where it comes interesting. The obvious answer, of course, is that Chris Wondolowski has scored the most goals for the San Jose Earthquakes in the Cali Classico. That makes the most sense. No problems with that. He has six goals. Uh, uh, you have Sir, uh, Ronald Cerritos, right, who's scored five goals for the San Jose Earthquakes. Dwayne De Rosario has scored four goals and then tied with Dwayne De Rosario in the number four spot. Landon Donovan has scored four goals for San Jose against LA as well. So Landon gets on, on both lists. So that was people, always... People, some people forget that when Landon Donovan got his transfer back from Bayer Leverkusen when he was playing in the Bundesliga that he transferred back to San Jose, not LA. And they also forget that he has a bobblehead out there that's a San Jose bobblehead that has frosted tips on it, and I want that bobblehead so bad. 
So if you know well, where I'm I can, Landon Donovan, I, it's Landon Donovan with a frosted tips and a San Jose earthquake kit. That's that's like priceless right there. I've seen it. It's awesome. So frosted tips makes makes a hundred percent sense there. So again, the LA Galaxy will face off against the San Jose Earthquake 7:30 p.m. on Saturday. Um, I will tell you right now, the LA Galaxy haven't told me to tell you this, but arrive early. All right, people are going to go to this game. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. It looks like everybody's going to want to get there. Get there early. See me. Buy stickers for me. Everybody's happy. I don't. I mean, this is a simple solution that we have right now. Um, really, you would be helping out the show. So please go to cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash shop, where you can click on the shop button. There, you can see our our great sticker deals. Um, I'd appreciate it if you could help us out. But I do ship them out pretty quickly. Um, they come regular mail. Um, they look amazing. Every single sticker order, Wendy, has a handwritten note from yours truly. I mean, I, I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> Should I put a lock of my hair in so each I one of them? I can get your autograph, Josh. You're saying if I buy a sticker, I can get your autograph. You could, Wendy, you. You wow. could get my autograph if you buy oh. a sticker. That, but just so you know, everybody who works on the show here still has to buy stickers. I, I don't want I, to. I'm blown away. I, yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. <laughs> get in line with everybody else. I have a silver Sharpie if that helps. I don't, I don't know if that, maybe the gold Sharpie or the silver Sharpie, whatever it does. But please go help us support the show. We really appreciate it. Yes, what, Josh will be there three hours early. Yeah. I will be fighting traffic to make it to my seat at by the time the ball uh, is being kicked off because I am always that person who is like yelling in the parking lot get out of the- there's no parking there why get out of the way why don't you just go early Wendy what are you doing on Saturday that you can't go early like you know, I have stuff to do no I- no you don't 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 tell people we record in a basement somewhere that's what people think that's about right. podcasters all right Josh, has, Josh and I are in a basement right now that's right <laughs> my mom's basement she's making meatloaf it's gonna be great um you know that's Ooh, how it is. is your mom making meatloaf I'm totally down for some meatloaf no she's not no, I don't. It's I don't live with my mom, Sorry. and we don't record in the basement. So all those things out the window. But anyway, the LA Galaxy with the California Classico coming up. A lot of fun stuff there. I'm um, gonna have all of our normal shows back next week. I apologize again for missing last week. I was huh, on death's door basically with the flu. Um, could barely get out of bed. Was in bed for four consecutive days. I don't think I've ever missed a podcast since 2009 from being sick. I've had coughs before. Like, I have a really bad cough today. Luckily, I've been able to sort of dance around and avoid it. So I'd like to apologize in advance for – or apologize in, 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 um, in the past, I guess. In the Back to the Future, I, I have 1.21 gigawatts, something like that. Anyway, I'd like to apologize for missing Flux that. Flux capacitor. Job. Flux capacitor, of, of course. Great, Scott. Um, <laughs> you sound fine. I did not even notice. So I, I, it's, I've done this before. This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'd like to apologize for missing that show. Normally, we don't have that happen. Lots of good stuff coming up for the podcast. Um, so stay tuned to that. Hopefully, we'll have some good news coming down here in the next couple months um, with lots of stuff working towards trying to get some sponsorships. So if you know of any businesses that would like to advertise here on Corner of the Galaxy, I'd certainly appreciate it. Um, send them my way. We uh, get to almost 20,000, 20 to 40,000 downloads a month, which is great. That's all you, the listeners. So a little bit behind... Uh, behind baseball or inside baseball uh, behind the scenes of the podcast. We're doing, uh, we're doing good. We're going to keep continue to grow and we need to continue to get your calls and your support of the show. So please uh, do everything you can go to corner of the galaxy.com, click on the stuff there, buy our stickers, uh, tell your friends about us, everything else in between. All right, Wendy, is there anything else? Do you want to, do you want to do a score prediction for San Jose? So that way we can be wrong and laugh uh, at each other. Yes. I love being wrong about score predictions. I'm going to predict it's a galaxy win this Saturday. I'm going to say three, one. 
Galaxy. 3-1 LA Galaxy. They break out of their offensive sl- slump. Goals from who's scoring? Goals from, goals from Kino. I'm Ke- going to say uh, one from Kino. Uh-huh. One from Mike McGee. Yes. And I'm going to give one to Legette. There was a surprise. I was going to say, where is Sebastian Legette in there? So there you go. There are your goal scorers from Wendy. I'm going to say this is a 2-0 LA Galaxy win. They slam the door on San Jose. Shut them down. Robbie Keane with a brace. On both sides of the uh, of halftime, one in the first half, one in the second half. Thank you very much. Salute um, and send San Jose backpacking with the one finger salute. Adios. See you guys. Have a nice day. Uh, I guess that's it. Is there anything else, Wendy? Do you want to you, you want to tell people where they can find you? Do you? Wanna... You can find me. I'm on Twitter at Bards Blondes, and I am writing for Corn of the Galaxy and American Soccer Now. There you go. That's Wendy. If you're looking for me, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N on Twitter. Of course, Galaxy Podcast is me as well. Please follow us there. That's where you can find all of our news and information. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Certainly appreciate you joining us on, uh, on this Thursday night if you listen live or listen to the podcast. We know that you can spend your time a million different ways, and we're glad that you waste some of it with us every single week. All right, for Wendy Thomas, I'm Josh Gessman. We will see everybody out at the game on Saturday. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion and entertainment including this podcast head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcast are part of backheel.com Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.